When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Light the Tower, your daily look around the world of sports with Hall of Fame broadcaster and voice of the Texas Longhorns, Craig Way, and Horns 24-7 insider, Jeff Howe, on your live, local, and independent home for sports talk in Austin, The Horn. Rolling along with a Wednesday edition of Light the Tower on The Horn, Jeff Howe, Cameron Parker. The vacation in Craigway is still out. Trying to avoid gators on the golf course. Man, if Craig gets attacked by a gator, now I'm going to feel real bad for joking about it. Yeah. Going to have to go ahead and delete all that audio from the last <laughs> 15 minutes. Well, what had happened was, I don't know, a hook, I think a hook. Would, would you, what would you rather have, Cam, if you if you lost a hand right to, in a gator accident? Would you rather go just straight up, just straight up nub? Just walk around with a nub. Would you go rubber hand or would you go hook? Those are your only three options. No, like Terminator prosthetic or something. You can either go nub, rubber hand, or hook. What would you do? What did uh, Buster from Arrested Development do after he lost his uh, his hand in a seal accident? Did you ever watch Arrested Development? <laughs> I watched bits and pieces of it, but I don't remember that I one. I think he went to a hook, and then he kept getting the hook stuck in the dashboard of his truck <laughs> and kept ripping the dashboard. So I think he went back to a rubber hand. I don't know. I think with a hook, I wouldn't trust myself because I'd do the same thing. I'd go up to, like, scratch my face, and then next thing you know, my hook stuck in my jaw. So I, I would probably go with the rubber hand. I would want something like, uh, you know, kind of like the, the beard trimmers, like the, the men's manicured things that you see. Like, I would want to have, be able to have different attachments for it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I could put my toothbrush there, or I could put, uh, you know, I could just stick, like, my razor on there, shave my face with, with my prosthetic and just i just want to hook different stuff up to it i could have some kind of gimmick that helps me grip the steering wheel i would i would turn it i would turn it into a bit that's you make the most of it you know yeah i think you have to right if you want to look on the positive side of it you know it probably doesn't really exist just like i've I've decided it's it's weird like i sit around and think about this stuff i've already decided if i ever lost an eye you know, like, and just something got hit in the eye with a golf ball or something, and, and my and lost vision. I wouldn't go like glass eye or sunglasses. I'm going eye patch. Eye patch. I'm going full. I'm going full black beard. Kramer from Seinfeld eye patch. Yeah, you look good in that with yeah. a beard. Yeah, but then I feel like you gotta get you gotta lose a hand then. Like you gotta go. You gotta go full you gotta, on you Captain got, Hook. Are you saying like you really? You really? I really gotta lean into the bit at that Captain point. Captain Hook. You grow your hair out. Get a little hat. Should I just find a rattlesnake at that point, let it bite me in the hand, or just a poisonous snake, let a venomous snake, excuse me, let it bite me in the hand, and just tell the ER, like, no, just let it get gangrene so it can fall off. <laughs> just can you amputate it? No, we can. We Your can, wife's begging you, Jeff, just please, no. We can, su- we can suck the venom out. I'm like, no, I got to lean under the bit. Just, I'm one, just let it rot. I'm losing, I'm one hand away from really fulfilling my yeah. dreams of being. <laughs> Captain Barbosa from self, Pirates of the Caribbean. The self-fulfilling prophecy is, is almost complete. <laughs> hey, somebody said, uh, ooh, chainsaw hand. 
Ooh. Ash from Evil Dead slash Army of Darkness chainsaw hand. That's that's something to think about. Speaking of, I, I saw Ash. You know, uh, and we're still Facebook friends after all these years. Do you know David Ash has gotten into uh, like being a beekeeper? What oh, he's doing okay. Part of his spare time, yeah. Do you, I wonder if he asked Kelly and the sword if for um. I, I actually thought tips. that. I'm like, I wonder if they have crossed paths. Is there like a beekeeper club of Austin on Facebook? I don't know, Facebook but like I, was, I saw, you know how you can see people's like Facebook stories or whatever. I saw him like, and I'll see this like athletes that I've covered or guys that I'm like, oh, I wonder what David Ash is up to. I'm like, oh, he's taking out, uh, you know, one of the little honeycomb gimmicks that you put in the 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 box. You know what I'm saying? And like you take it out, it looks like an air filter. He's scraping honey off of it and jarring honey. I'm like, oh, David Ash is making his own honey. That's that's awesome. Good for him. I don't that's know. a that's a uh, that's a hobby that's always fascinated me is beekeeping and making honey. It is. I don't, I don't know if I could do it. I don't know if I could do it, but it it definitely is fascinating. I like I like the outfits they wear with the the hazmat suit I was gonna say, type if you, stuff. If you give me the hazmat suit You're and guarantee me that I won't get stung, I can probably do it. See, but if you have a chainsaw chainsaw hand, it's how are you can how are you can fit in it, Jeff. Oh, that's a good question. I think as long as long as it's detachable, and then you get yeah, like, dude, like it's it's part of what yeah. about like a, a honeycomb in, instead, right? <laughs> and then there you go. That that I just have like a. Almost like a spatula, just scrape the honey off with my spatula hand into the into the jar or the whatever receptacle we're using. See, we're going along with this. I'm I'm gonna plan on losing and I, I gotta. Well, I don't know, man. I still have to write for a living. So if I ever get fired, if Paramount ever fires me, tells you my my services are no longer needed. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna try to go full on, see if I can get one of my hands to be a stump, and I'll just attach different things to it. There's still like software where you can type with your eyes, though. So it's it's still not a lost cause, Jeff. You can still work if you lose mm. both your hands. So you're saying I can have the best of both worlds? Yeah. Huh? There's Siri, you know? <laughs> don't say that too loud. I don't need anything activating on my computer <laughs> during the show. I, it's funny. I'll be, like, in the living room you know, listening to – I'll have my phone going, and it'll say, like, it's an advertisement for something Amazon-related. Oh, it's, and it'll yeah, say, Alexa, and then yeah. my Alexa goes off. It's like, would you like to listen to songs by Taylor Swift? I'm like, no, stop trying to make me buy stuff I don't want. <laughs> so, uh, Woodworker, beekeeping can, qualif- it can qualify your property for ag tax exemption as long as you have 12-plus acres. Oh. Well, there you go. Thank you, Woodworker. Uh, this is a lot of beekeeper clubs with monthly meetings. So, Cam, mm. don't uh, – don't don't be knocking beekeeping. When's the next meeting? Maybe we me Jeff. Can we show up to it? Can we kind of learn about the process? Or here? is this like a, like a Sam's Club or Costco where they make you show your card before you get in the door, and oh, if you don't yeah. have one, they turn you away? Well, see us walk in the like, yeah, these are two very unserious people. You ever try to pull the bucky, You ever try to pull the Bucky Godbolt like that, Cam? Just going to like your your big, uh, you know, retail sur- store, surplus box store, yeah. but without the card, just try to walk in, act like you own the place. No, Bucky I, I didn't, have Bucky it. didn't believe me once upon a time. I'm like, yeah, you can't go into Sam's without showing them your card. So Bucky tried it, and he got to like uh, like the middle of the store, and was because he wanted uh, what did he want? It was like you know the the Welch's fruit snacks. You can buy like the eighty packs at Sam's. Bucky was like, I didn't know you could buy them in that large quantity. So he goes in, he's looking at fruit snacks, and somebody's like, Sir, can I see your card? He's like, I just want to look around. She's like, No, you have to see your Doesn't card. Work that way. He was asked to vacate the premises, <laughs> and he did. He might have a card to one of those places now, or his wife does. But yeah, Bucky tried to buck the system at one point in time. Family has a Costco card. I'm just there for the pizza. Like if my dad's like, "Hey, I'm going to Costco." It's like I don't care what you're buying. I'm Dude. just there for a slice of pizza. You know what else? You know what else is good at Costco? The fruit smoothie. Yes, 
the fruit smoothie at Costco, and it's only like a dollar ninety nine. I'm all in on that. Yeah, there's not a, there's not a bad meal. That's at not Costco a, or even Sam's Sam's Pizza. Oh my lord, that's not that's not a bad deal. Who has a Sam's card in the Specs text line that can take me there for lunch today? How about that? Or Costco? Yeah, Either Costco. Well, that's yeah. not a bad lunch, and it's less than five bucks to go get a slice of pizza and a and a fruit smoothie at Costco. Jeff, we have some recruiting news. Oh, um, we do. Four-star interior offensive lineman Daniel Calhoun has committed to Georgia over Texas, Alabama, and Tennessee. Yeah. Quote, I'm home. Yeah, that was expected. Didn't expect the Bevos to come out on top in that one. Six foot six, 305, 355 pounds, excuse me, from Roswell, Georgia. So, in-state Georgia kid, Roswell. Not like Georgia Roswell, kid. New Mexico, one of the biggest tourist rip-offs on the planet. Mm. Yeah, that was expected. But, you know, Texas, they've gotten a couple of interior linemen lately with Daniel Cruz and, and Nate Kibble. So they've they've been Texas has been cleaning up a little bit on the interior offense. Six six three fifty five, Jeff. Tree fifty, yeah. How big was Jordan Davis? He was six seven, right? Something like that. Yeah. Shout out Myers Park, North Carolina. Uh went to, went to middle school with him. You remember you remember Kendall Jones, the Colleen Shoemaker a few years ago? He was like six. He's a big guy too. Six right? four, six five. He's like in the three fifties. Jordan Davis was six six three forty. So this guy, I mean, he's playing offensive line, and Davis played defensive line. But this guy is bigger than Jordan Davis. <laughs> yeah, I remember when uh, Jordan Davis missed that Sugar Bowl against Texas in twenty eighteen. Number people tell me, "Oh, it's a freshman defensive tackle. What's the big deal?" I'm like, <laughs> "He's a damn good freshman defensive tackle. <laughs> yeah. It's a really big deal that he's not playing in this game. He's bigger than some of these guys put together." Yeah. Um, and I'm looking at the Texas roster. I'm like, you know, they they had some body types on the offensive line. That you know, Georgia had some really good offensive linemen at the time, like Isaiah Wilson and Andrew Thomas. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, between like Tope Amade and Denzel Okafor and Christian Jones, like you can you can mimic some of Georgia's offensive line personnel. Who the hell are you going to get to play Jordan Davis on the scout team? No, you can't. There's no way. That's like when when you were playing Texas back in the day. Who the hell's going to be Vince Young on the scout team? Mm-hmm. Can't do it. That's when you feel bad for the scout team's offensive line. Unlike unlike the year tech, the week Texas played Nebraska in 2010 when they went to Lincoln and upset Nebraska when Nebraska was undefeated, Brock Fitzhenry played Taylor Martinez on the scout team that week and did a really good job getting the defense prepared. Mm. Yeah, I saw Brock Fitzhenry a few years ago, and we talked about that week. It was a really productive week of practice, and Will Muschamp thanked him for for everything he did for to his body that week. That would be a, a really good sit-down conversation just like five ten minutes about that week because that was probably what the highlight of the 2010 season was beating nebraska and then they lost to iowa state the yeah there was, uh. yeah yeah you forget how that season ended camp that was a five and seven with a loss to the aggies that eliminated you from bowl eligibility uh specs test line uh asking us uh any headway on getting a game warden this week jeff uh i'm still i'm still, still looking okay. i'm still efforting i'm not I'm we not, got two days not over well, two days guys come on well we got hey We've got Monday next week, too, and Tuesday. Oh, Craig's out for those two days. Craig, we oh, won't man. see Craig again until Arlington. And, you know, depending on an alligator attack, who knows? It could be longer, Jeff. What, what Man, see, I think if Craig if Craig lost a hand, that we could we could make some lighthearted moments out of that. But if he lost a foot, that would just be, <laughs> no, I tough. don't want that. Let's make it a hand. The yeah. thing about Craig is even if he lost a hand or a foot, he would still work that day. He would come in and do the show. Oh, yeah. Media days, Texas could do an impromptu football game. He'd be in for it. Carterize it. I've got baseball at five yeah. o'clock. Let's go. <laughs> Just wrap it up. We'll be good. We'll get the go. I'm sure now that that 
you know, Linda can talk some common sense into him. You know, if he lost a foot, she's like, no, you're going to the hospital. He's like, it's not that bad. It's like, okay, if we fly down, if we drive down to Charleston, then we take a flight to Hartsfield and Atlanta. We can get to Arlington by this. No. Go to the hospital, Craig. I think you treat him on the plane. <laughs> Somebody joked that I said, uh, that said, Cameron, here are your rules. You can only pick from these three options, and you immediately went against the rules and said you're talking about the, de- <laughs> the detachable option. So, hey, we're talking about the UCF bit. Uh, Austin Frog texted and said, as a TCU alum, we don't get pissed getting called Texas Christian, even though we're exclusively supposed to be TCU in the media. They don't do it anymore. But Oklahoma State, in their weekly game notes, used to put these are the correct abbreviations and names for Oklahoma State. Yeah. And it explicitly said, do not refer to Oklahoma State University as Okie State. Like, just do not do that. Okay, so I'll do that as much Which as I possible. possibly can now. It's kind of like the Moody Center bit, right? I eventually fell into it, but you have to either call it you have to either call it Moody Center. You can't call it the Moody Center. You have to either call it Moody Center or the Mood. I'm like, I'm gonna call it Moody Center because I ain't right in the mood all, all through basketball season. Like, you know what it, I mean? You know how many games long basketball season is? I ain't writing it the whole year. Saying and saying, hey, you want to go to the Mood later? It's just it's not it. No, great uh, facility, great facility. I'll get a dozen because I'm gonna eat me a couple, but I'll I'll leave you ten and okay. Watch you go to we'll town. Go through it. We'll do it after the show. No, no, that? we'll do it after that. We're doing it. That's a segment. You think I'm gonna, <laughs> you, think gonna I, you think I'm gonna throw away a good bit like that off the air? Just ten minutes of me chewing. Yeah. Okay. Specs text line three three seven three seven seven six. Do you want us to use a segment on tomorrow's show, seeing if Cam can do ten donuts in five minutes? I'm thinking everybody's gonna be with it. Okay. They're gonna be with us. All right. Take a break. My top five favorites. Hopefully Craig did not hear that. I hope he did, and I hope he tunes in. I hope he's waiting with bated breath for tomorrow to hear how the donut contest goes. Uh, we got to get to our flex update. My five favorite high school football players from the greater Austin area. Not the five best I've seen, just my five favorite that I've seen in person probably over the last 20 or so years. We'll do that when we come back, and I want to give everybody time to chime in, tell me I'm wrong, throw in a name, whatever. Remember, one entry per school, so I can't just pick all Westlake guys, all Lake Travis guys, all Pflugerville guys. Spread the wealth. We'll do that and get to our Longhorn Notebook when we come back on Light the Tower. On the Horn, live, local, and digital. On the Horn app at hornfm.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Light the Tower with Craig Webb and Jeff Howe. We're going to stand by. Celebrating to this song tomorrow if he can eat 10 donuts in five minutes. Cameron Parker, 
has committed to the bit. We will do that tomorrow. That will be a featured segment here on Light the Tower. Now, here's the deal. Cameron said Round Rock Donuts. I said Shipley's, and I just said that because there's a Shipley's on my way. There's also a Krispy Kreme on my way. I, I, can't get, I can't get 10 Round Rock Donuts from where I live in San Marcos and get here on time to do the show. I'd be extremely late, later than I normally am some days. But I think Chipley's is fine, or Krispy Kreme. Either one, you good? Yeah. I think Krispy Kreme would be harder than Chipley's, just because Krispy Kreme is a little more dense. I think Chipley's just to get just to. I don't want to. I don't want to destroy your innards tomorrow. Uh, I'm eating ten donuts in ten minutes, so I think it's <laughs> no matter no matter what we do, no matter what we do here, it's it's not. See. It has to be the second hour because we're doing the first hour. Then the yeah. second hour would just be Jeff by himself while either I'm getting my stomach pumped or I'm just passed out. Probably probably at this time tomorrow is when we'll do it. Okay. Right around 11.30. 11.30, perfect. So no tacos, Cam. Just come ready to prepare to eat. Perfect. And then you can go back, go home, and pass out on the couch. That's the a, I'm going to have to go work out, that's for sure. Yeah. Do whatever, do whatever you need to do. Uh, what we need to do right now is uh, get to our flex update. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. All right, so these are my five favorite football players from Central Texas. These weren't the best, and again, one per school. It, it, like, it's hard to pick one Can I guy. guess the schools? Um. Well, hold, hold on. Just I'll okay. let you do that in just a second. Um, these are just guys that I remember either the first, and I, I can kind of go trajectory on these guys because I saw some of these guys several times. But this is from the the Horn listening area, like our our flex our flex coverage coverage area. area. Yeah. Um, and man, it was it was so hard to to get it down to five, but I did. So Cam, what schools do you think I have? And again, I've been. The fall of 2002 was when I really started going to multiple high school games, you know, a year, and really kind of trying to extend my reach. So, yeah, Cam, what uh, what, mm. do you, what what do you think the schools were here from this area? I'm gonna. There's got to be one Pflugerville school, right? Pflugerville High is on the list. Yes, okay, so that's one. Bowie. No, no? Bowie. No okay. Bowie Bulldogs. I'm trying to think. I was gonna say Drew Brees, but you said 2002. Mm-hmm. But I'm curious. Maybe Westlake. No Westlake no? players. Okay, that makes sense. One came very, very close. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, the one that came very, very close was Sam Ellinger. Let's let's hear the five. How about Burnett, Belton, Hutto, and Maynard? Okay. All right. This is in no particular order. Jordan Shipley, Burnett. Yep. Just, it was unfair to watch him at that yep. level, at the 3A level at the time. Ramont's Taylor from Belton. Oh, yeah. You talk about a guy that was the first guy I remember seeing that you held your breath whenever he had his hands on the football. Even at Texas, man, you watch some of those highlights. He, I I, I feel like maybe it's the way his college career ended at at Texas. He's got to be one of the more underappreciated running backs in Texas football in this century because watching him on the field, there was – he, he, he's up there with B. John Robinson, in my opinion, as like the most explosive, most fun to watch because you knew any play, he could take it to the house. He was on he was on the same field in the same game with Reggie Bush, and you could argue Ramon Taylor was the most Seriously. electric cat in that game. Seriously. Yeah. 
Uh, number three, again, this is in no particular order. Jeremy Curley from Hutto watched him carry Hutto almost to winning a state championship back in his day. Again, they lost that really talented Tatum team at Texas Stadium with Lennon Career. Jeremy Curley went on to have a great career at TCU, played in the NFL with the Jets. So I thought Jeremy Curley was awesome. It was so much fun to watch him at Hutto. Just one of the, one of those guys, Cam, that you just you put him at quarterback. Is basically a wildcat quarterback. Just snap him the ball every play and just watch him go. And he was man, he was so good. Uh, number four, I go to the defensive side, and this is a guy that I was not impressed with him the first time I watched him. But every time I watched him, he got better and better and better to the point that in the playoffs. He helped Pflugerville get to a state championship game and, and just as he went on, got better and better and better. Alex Okafor. I was not impressed the first time I watched him. By the time he was done at Pflugerville, I was like, okay, I think I'm watching the a future. Yeah. I think I'm watching a future NFL player. And it's very rare. We have it. You know, we've had a lot in, in the greater Austin area, we've had a lot of different position groups. We've had wide receivers, we've had quarterbacks, we've had skill guys, even some DBs. I haven't had a ton of just pure edge rushers. Uh ton of, ton of frontline guys on either line of scrimmage. But Alex Okafor, one of the best. Number five. Really thought about putting Garrett Wilson here. Again, really thought about including Sam Ellinger. Antoine Davis from Bastrop was another guy, Ooh. another one of my favorites. Cam, I went with a guy that didn't didn't really pan out in college. But I'll never forget. I mentioned Kendall Jones from Shoemaker earlier. I was at a Shoemaker Mainer non-district game. This guy's junior year. And we really debated because we'd already heard maybe there were some academic issues. You know, how high is he going to be rated? I'll never forget calling Bobby Burton. And I said, hey, uh, he said, how's Eric Fowler doing? Mm. I said, well, he's got uh, he's already got two sacks, four tackles for loss, and he just broke up a pass. He's like, is the game over? Like, no, we're in the first quarter still. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Eric Fowler is one of those dudes. And when he was in the All-American Bowl his senior year, I was like, I, I watched him. I was like, dude, when you're one of the most fast, when you're one of the fastest, most athletic guys on the field with a bunch of really fast, really athletic guys, it's probably going to translate to the next level. And for him, for whatever reason, man, it just didn't work out. But Eric, I thought Eric Fowler was just awesome. First time I saw him. Speaking of RT spec or text and specs text line, I was at UT when Romance was a student. Watch that dude posterize several guys at Gregory Gym. Oh, Mind-blowing athlete. He had one of those senior years of Belton. He was all-state football player. Pretty sure he was an all-state basketball player. Uh, won the state in, I think, the long jump and the 100 at the state track meet. Just a insane phenomenal. Athlete. He's a guy that after he had some of his legal problems, just went to a random like open tryout with the Kansas City Chiefs and ran like a sub 4-4. And that was that he hadn't played football in like four or five oh, years at that goodness. point. Dude, is 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 amazing. It's just a, a really, really rare athlete. When we did uh we did our, our 10 since 10 story series, article series of Horns 24-7 on the 10th anniversary season of the national championship. And one of the stories, Chris Hummer wrote one of the more definitive Ramont's Taylor pieces at Horns 24-7 that you'll read on RT that you could find at the time. And he he went into everything. Went into everything. The the why why he got you know himself dismissed from texas the legal issues you know and trying to come back to football everything and he was very open and honest and i thought chris did a great job with that story so those are my five man i like i said there's a lot of worthy players but jordan shipley ramon and, and the fact that i can't pick more than one per school jordan shipley ramon's taylor jeremy Curley, 
Alex Okafor and Eric Fowler. Uh, this text says, played Jeremy Curley in every sport. Incredible athlete. Scored like 25 points a game in basketball. Threw 92 on the mound and could rake. Another just all-around tremendous athlete, Jeremy Curley. So, and a couple of guys tied this into Texas football recruiting, which we'll probably touch on the next hour's edition of the Longhorn Note. But a couple of those guys coming in, Jeff, multi-sport athletes. I love those guys. You know who, who likes recruiting multi-sport guys? David Pierce loves recruiting multi-sport guys. Loves recruiting multi-sport guys. And a lot of those guys... Uh, at least the uh, you know you think about uh, Dylan Campbell was one of those guys mm-hmm. played running back in high school. Some of those guys tend to work out. Yeah, they do. You know Bryce Elder, who's now is a major league baseball all star. Congrats to Bryce Elder. He was a late find, a late take for for David Pierce in that 2019 class or 20, 2018 class. I forget. Uh, Bryce Elder was a golfer, like got into baseball late. He was like a really good amateur golfer coming up, and which is interesting because usually. Baseball players, I mean, they are good golfers, but a lot don't want to play both at the same time because it might mess with their baseball swing. Yeah. Obviously, Elder was a, a pitcher, but, but I believe the second lowest ERA in baseball right now. It seems like, seem like most a lot of pitchers are good golfers. Yeah. John, John Smoltz is a good golfer. Mm-hmm. He plays in a lot of programs. Yeah. So there it is. We'll take your feedback on the uh, on the Specs text line. Coach Powell, thank you for the feedback. I, again, that was really, really hard to come up with five, but – Came up with five that I, that I really liked when they were at the, at the prep level. All right, let's get into this hour's edition of the Longhorn Notebook. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. Uh, as Cameron mentioned, we ran it down in the first hour. Texas with four verbal commitments while we were on sabbatical. Uh, picked up the three on Saturday. Alex January, the defensive lineman from Duncanville. Uh, you had Parker Livingstone, the wide receiver uh, from Lovejoy. And then uh, Jordan Johnson Rebel, the safety from IMG Academy in Florida, but he's originally from Fort Worth. And then Jordan Washington, the tight end from almost Summer Creek coming in yesterday. So, Cam, again, when you look at this class for Steve Sarkeesian, Texas right now 28th in the 24-7 sports team recruiting rankings. You can get the Horns 24-7 and, uh, and get all of this. Uh, Jarrett Gibson right now, surprise, surprise, headlining the class, the running back out of IMG Academy, number 39 overall in the country. And Jordan Johnson Rebel right now, uh, is uh, number 134 overall in the 24-7 sports composite. You mentioned something, though, Kim, that I want to get back to. Uh, guys that I think have a chance to to rise. And I think this goes back to the evaluations your staff makes. Now, here's the key to evaluations. I think the class of 2019 for Tom Herman is a very good example of this. I think in that class they made some really good evaluations, guys that rose during their senior year. But the problem is when you have a coaching change – and you have coordinator changes and position coach changes, and then a guy 16 months into his time on campus all of a sudden doesn't fit what the new guy wants to do, it doesn't really matter how good of an evaluation you made at that yeah. point. Which, if you look back at that 2019 class, and again, man, you, dude, this, is, this was one of those classes for Texas that just injuries and just bad luck befell this class. Brew McCoy, some of that bad luck was his own doing. Jake Smith, injuries. Tyler Johnson just seemed like once the new staff came in, he never really made the the leap, never really adjusted. Uh, he's now at Houston. Talk about bad luck with injuries, man. DeGabriel Floyd never played a down at Texas. Tyler Owens was a guy that I know I know there were some people involved in the rankings process at 24-7 Sports. So we made him in-house. We made him a five-star. And I know there were some people that saw him in the state of Texas his senior year that begged and pleaded not to make him a five-star because they just thought, uh, yes, the track times are there, don't know how it's going to translate to football at the next level. 
Uh, Kenyatta Watson transferred out early. Marcus Washington has since transferred out. David Bend has been a backup player. Braden Lybrock injured. Chris Adamora didn't really vibe with the new staff. Darian Brown never played a down. Isaiah Hookfin in his career ended with that motorcycle accident. Roshan Johnson turns out to be one of the best takes in the class. Myron Warren was a really good evaluation, but he transferred out of the program. Javon Shepard was your classic boomer bust offensive lineman. That went bust. You got a couple productive years out of Jacoby Jones. Marcus Tillman was injured and then transferred out. Tavondre Sweat's been one of the better guys in that class. Peter Pudgy never played it down at Texas because of health issues. Caleb Johnson transferred out. Uh, I don't even think he played a snap at Texas. Kennedy Lewis, I think, had one career catch. Jared Wiley was productive at Texas, transfers to TCU, and now it's looking like he might be an NFL caliber tight end. And they got Marcus Caldwell, Willie Tyler, who I think has transferred like six, seven times now at this point. Juwan Mitchell, who you got a productive couple of years out of before he transferred out to Tennessee. So, Cam, it's just one of those deals. You can make really good evaluations. You can make some good picks. But if you have a coaching change and suddenly guys, like I said, are 16 months into their time on campus and the guys they came to play for are no longer on campus, they're no longer their coaches, you get your – and plus now you're in the portal era, attrition will get accelerated. Yeah, it doesn't matter because that class is ranked number three in the country, Jeff. Yeah. And I remember the hype, after, especially after the Brew McCoy came back the second time. Doesn't matter if he, if he doesn't progress the football field, and that's what I was talking about. And you got to think too, Cam. When did that class sign? When was signing day done for that class? Was that December? February, February? twenty nineteen. You're coming off. You're coming off the Sugar Bowl win over Georgia. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Hype was running amok on the forty acres at that point. Yeah. I, hey, I'm not gonna lie. I was one of those dudes that thought Texas had it figured out. It just turns out that staff felt they had figured it out and kind of put some things in cruise control. And I'm not – that's not me making an assumption. That's somebody who was on that staff telling me we had it all – we had it all right there and we screwed it up. And this is this class basically led to Tom Herman's firing. Not the entire reason why. There's a lot of stuff off the field, coaching, but, I mean, no one, no one from this 2019 class had a, a bigger impact than – I mean – Maybe Jordan Whittington, but you know he was never fully healthy. He was hurt the, the entire whole time season. Herman Same thing there. for Jake Smith. That class kind of led to you know Herman's eventual firing. And so going back to Sark, if I don't, Jeff, do you think the 2022 class will be that for Sark, which or think will be this year's class? In terms of the class that that can make or break Sark, because yeah. it feels like the 20. I mean, honestly, it might be the year before, but it feels like 2022 could be that for for Sark. I think it'll. I think. That. Man, that's tough to say. Because think about all the offensive think, linemen well, coming I think in. It could be the, I think it could be the 23 class. Because we've already seen positive enough returns. Like, like they've gotten a lot out of the 21 class. A lot of those guys, most of those guys, Sark didn't recruit, mm-hmm. uh, pretty much with the exception of Xavier Worthy. But I think we've seen enough already with the 22 class to feel like between the you got all the offensive linemen, Terrence Brooks has already been a starter, uh, Tap, Finkley, B.J. Allen, Brendan Thompson's already gone. Jalen Gilbo's already started some games. Sark has talked about Jare Bledsoe. We talked about Malik Murphy today. Austin Jordan. Um, you've got some guys. Cole Hudson's a full-year starter. So you got some guys in here, Ethan Burke, yeah. that have played. I mean, you've already had a couple guys transfer out, but honestly, and there's no disrespect to these guys. Did anybody sweat Travell Johnson or Derek Brown or Brendan Thompson leaving? No, because you've got really good depth at those positions. And also, Quinn Ewers technically – Technically, is part of that twenty nine, twenty twenty two class because he transferred so, in. So, so that's so why is I think. Ryan, so is Ryan Watts. Yeah, so Ryan is Watts. Nair. It, to me, it feels like if, if Texas goes whatever, ten win, twelve wins this year, whatever you want to say, it's going to be a lot of it's going to be this twenty nineteen class, right? Because you're going to look at I mean, Quinn Ewers, twenty two class, twenty twenty two class. Yeah. Excuse me, it's going to be Quinn Ewers at quarterback. 
You mentioned Ryan Watts already. He's a, a huge impact at corner. Terrence Brooks. A lot of guys can have a really big year, plus the guys we already know who are solid, which is Kelvin Banks, who is probably going to be a first-round NFL draft pick next season. So He's it's still, trending that way for sure. If it all comes together this year for Sark, it's not going to be all because of this 2022 class, but I think, Jeff, it's going to have a major impact, whereas in 2019, because that class really had no impact on the football field, it really killed those Tom Herman Texas years. Yeah, you kind of got those – you can look through different times, right, when when things started to go south for Texas and when, you know, there were seasons like 20, 2011 where they started having to play a bunch of young guys and you could see kind of where there were gaps in the pipeline. Uh, you know, the 2009 class was one of those classes that, that killed Mac Brown. I say the 2013 class was one that pretty much ended Mac Brown's time and got Charlie Strong on the track to being fired because you got – I mean, your most productive players in that class and the guys that stuck around, I mean, you got two years out of Jeff Swaim and he was a draft pick, but you had, what, Tyrone Swoops, Kent Perkins, and Jeff Swaim. I think that was it. The rest of the class, like like, Des- like Desmond Harrison and Rami Hamad, like a bunch of dudes that just did not pan out and were gone pretty quick, made almost no impact. Uh, you know, the 16 class was one with Tom Herman, Cam. That was one that... We had I just mentioned Eric Fowler. He was a part of that class. You had a bunch of guys transfer out that first spring under Tom Herman. Guys that came to play for Charlie Strong, he wasn't there anymore. They got under Tom Herman, they transferred out. The like, top ten class too, like right? Gene Delance was a Gene Delance was a starter at Florida. Ended up starting in the SEC as an offensive lineman. Shane Bouchelle was in that class. Uh, you know, you got some productive guys in that class, but like you think about a guy like Patrick Hudson, who because of injuries never really was able to do anything mm-hmm. at Texas. Uh, you had some guys that had academic issues in that class. Uh, so Gene this, Delance, yeah, he never played a snap for so, Texas, so, right? So listen to the classes we're talking about that, Jordan create, that create these huge gaps in the pipeline. 09, 2013, 2016, 2019. That's how you, you know. That's how Tom Herman has you know that season coming off the Sugar Bowl where suddenly depth is an issue. That's how Charlie starts having having his depth issues going into year three, having to play a bunch of young guys. That's how Sarkins up going five and seven his first year. Yeah, when you can't count on veteran depth, then that's why Sark had to go to the portal, and it's it's no disrespect to you know Ray Thornton or Ben Davis, you know, those guys those guys they took that first year. They just needed bodies, mm-hmm. man. It's not like they were looking for quality bodies. And Phil Holes like, dude, we just need dudes that can at least like be serviceable at certain positions. Guys that can guys that we feel comfortable putting into a game because they didn't have guys at those positions. So. I tend to think like the 23 class, Cam, I think would be kind of one of those. Because okay. if you look at 20, 21, 22, yeah, the 23 class I think would be the one that you're really looking at. Okay, if you can get something out of that class, now you're talking about really building a talent pipeline because that's Jontae Cook and Anthony Hill and Arch and just go down the list. It's a really, really good class. So It's obviously, and no offense to the 2022 class, it's probably going to be Sark's best class, best class so far. During his time, rank number three, the, the twenty-two class, twenty-three class, twenty-three class, yeah, because it's Arch. And, I mean, you're you're composite five-star guys. You got four of them. Arch, first, first time Hill. the Texas had what the number one linebacker, number one quarterback in the same class ever. Yeah, no, uh, you got Arch, Anthony Hill, C.J. Baxter, and Jonte Cook were all five-star guys. Yeah, I mean, the top one hundred guys in that class: Manny Muhammad, Derek Williams, Ryan Niblett, Jelani McDonald. Uh, and DeAndre Moore was 101 in the composite. And uh, now, now we see Colton Vosick was 107. So you mean, yeah, it's 
it's a deep class. It's a talented class. It's, it's a lot to like about that group. As we've gone over with the Mac Brown classes, the Tom Herman, Charlie Strong classes, the five-star looks great. It's great to talk about, but if that does not pan out on the football field, then we're, we can look back at this class and be like, hey, that's the class that cost Sarka's job. It could be the, the class that, you know, put Texas back on the map for being a, a you know, top-tier program. Because, you know, we talked about the texture asking about, you know, why isn't Alabama or Georgia having these problems? And you, you mentioned, well, when you can sell that, hey, we won a national championship in the past five years, we're in the playoff every year. What Sark and his staff are selling is the potential of that. They yeah. haven't been to a Big 12 championship for 2018. The, they haven't been yeah. done anything since the Sugar Bowl, if you want to call it that. But the only reason why they made it to the Sugar Bowl was because Oklahoma was in the college football playoff. If not, Texas would have been playing in the Alamo Bowl. So really, 2009 was the last time Texas was actually a contender on the football field. And seeing what Sark has done the last few years and how recruiting keeps going up and up, I mean, it's going to be a huge year. But this class could be really good for Texas. Yeah, I think, too, once you start winning, too, Cam, those things tend to take care of themselves. It's not like a, yeah, it, simple. It, it, you can say it's a chicken or the egg thing, but really, once you get on a roll, it, it, the, it just if you're at a blue blood program when you get on a roll, things tend to work themselves out on the recruiting front. You know, like, oh, I think about, let's not look at Georgia. Yeah, let's not look at Georgia or Bama. Like, let's look at Ohio State. Ohio State's one to look at because they had a class. What was their twenty three class? They're ranked four. They had a class in here at some point that I thought was ranked like not up to really what you thought Ohio State standards were. Maybe I'm misremembering that. Uh, no, Ryan Day's been pumping out. <laughs> Ryan, never mind. Ryan Day's been pumping out uh, top five classes one after the other. But w- look how much Ohio State's won. I mean, up until recently where they've struggled the last couple of years against Michigan. They've been whether it was Urban Meyer or now Ryan Day, they've been winning 10, 11 games consistently and winning conference championships and being in the mix and being in the playoff. So the better you are, those things tend to work themselves out. Unless you're Clemson, because Clemson just Dabo recruits different than a lot of other coaches in his position do or would because he can. Um, so like I said, once you start winning, they take care of themselves. All right, take a break. Come back. Close out this edition of Light the Tower on the Horn live, local and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. All right, it is confirmed tomorrow. We'll have to rearrange things with the Longhorn Notebook, but at the bottom of hour number two tomorrow, Cameron Parker will try to tackle 10 donuts in the span of five minutes. It's going to be light work. Well, 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 the Twitch, right. well, the Twitch stream up. I, You know what? Apparently, and I CB sent us a link to the video. The main piece of feedback I've got, in addition to, yes, Cam, do it, do it, do it, is you can't be worse than Chad was. How many did Chad get through? I don't know. I'll ask him in a minute because uh, him and Zay are about to be in here. Zay, call your back from vacation so you get Chad and Zay at the top of the hour. They will be taking, through, taking you through your afternoon of our live local programming here on the Horn. Cam, great job today. Glad to be back with you, Jeff. Hopefully Craig stays, uh, avoids an alligator attack and comes back with all his yeah. extremities and all his appendages intact. Uh, and we will see Craig next week in Arlington. But until then, for the vacation in Craig Way, for Cameron Parker, I'm Jeff Howe. Thank you so much for listening. And we will be back tomorrow to light the tower on the horn, live, local, and digital, on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. <laughs>